It's Friday, July 8th, and today we're going to take another step in learning about the freedom we have in Christ. Maybe you've heard the story of a man that was hiking in the mountains all alone. It was a day filled with beautiful landscapes and stunning mountain views. Once, when walking along a stark ridge, he directed his steps close to the edge to get the best view possible. Before he knew it, the ground gave way under his feet and he was falling at a rapid pace, quickly, instinctually, he reached out for anything that was secure. His hand grasped a root of a tree emerging from the rock of the mountain. When he gained his composure, he found he was clinging to a small root at least 50 feet down the side of the mountain above him, and about 200 feet above the ground beneath him. He didn't know how long he could hold on. Being desperate, he called out, hoping that someone might hear him. But there was no response. Likely, there was no one within miles. Now, I wasn't entirely sure he believed in God, but he was distressed enough to pray, God, if you exist, please save me. Again, there was only silence. His prayer became more honest and respectful at the same time, more desperate too. God, I have no hope without you. Now to be in the place where we are desperate, where we know we cannot save ourselves is beyond frightening. Here's our brief scripture text for today. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote a brief letter to the fellowship believers in Galatia, that's Asia Minor, where Turkey is today. He was troubled when he heard the word that they had defected away from the way of grace. You see, in the gospel of Jesus, we are set free from patterns of living that would hold us captive. We are forgiven. Our shame is lifted. Our hearts are liberated from bondage to sin and death. Let me explain it this way. This past week, Sandy and I enjoyed some time with our two grandchildren, Ben, age seven, and Molly, age five. I had the joy of taking them fishing to teach them how we are able to catch fish. I showed them why fish hooks are dangerous First, they have a very sharp point that can cut through skin. And second, they have a little barb that keeps the hook from coming out. In other words, a hook is a kind of trap. You can easily get into it, but then it's very difficult to get yourself out of it. And this is the way sin works in our lives. Sin is anything that keeps us from God, anything that distorts or destroys us as human beings. That means even good things can become sin for us if we give ourselves to them and they come to control us or keep us from the Lord. And again, like fish hooks, we can easily get started, but then we can't easily extricate ourselves. We can't get out. So how does God get us out? How does he save us? Well, I want to return to the man holding on to that root on the side of the mountain. Yes, he is desperate enough to be open to being saved by God, because there's no other way. And that is the way we are, not really open to God until we're stuck, 
Here's what happened after the man's honest prayer. There was a long moment of silence, and then he heard a loud voice from heaven saying to him, Trust me, let go. Wow, really? Could God really want that? Yes, getting out is letting go of the thing that has hooked us, the thing driving our lives. That is what salvation is all about. God releases us from the trap. Now, I know the root doesn't look like a trap, but it really is a picture of how desperate we are and how great is our need just to trust God. Now, the kids could see, after they caught a fish, how difficult it was to get the hook out of that fish's mouth. Over the years, I've caught fish that have been caught a number of times before. Sometimes there's an old hook already in the mouth of the fish. And this really is like our lives. And this is the reason that Paul pleads with believers in Galatia. They've been set free from sinful patterns in their lives, and now they're being trapped in the same way by what what may really be good, a keeping of the law. Yes, this focusing on the law distracted them from the Lord. It seems strange that that could happen, but often it does. Religious practice can make us feel like we're close to God, feel like we're in a good place. But at the same time, we give ourselves to those practices, we're giving ourselves to them rather than to the Lord himself. And it's a trap. Paul the Apostle had done this himself, so he understood their situation very well. But Jesus died to set us free, to make us truly free. Here is author Becky Pippert explaining, Whatever controls us is our Lord. The person who seeks power is controlled by power. The person who seeks acceptance is controlled by the people that he or she wants to please. We do not control ourselves. We are controlled by the Lord of our life. Jesus is the one who sets us free from bondage to whatever controls us. He does this by meeting our deepest needs and also by becoming our Lord, our attention and obedience being directed to him. So you might say we're like the man on the side of the mountain. Only God can save us. But will we trust him to do that? Will we see that only he can save us from the place that we are? Let's pray. Gracious and faithful Lord, we cry out to you knowing you're the only one who can rescue us. We move easily from one attachment to another, easily giving ourselves to things that distract us from you. Pour out your spirit into our hearts so that we might not sell ourselves into slavery once again. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.